Hello, everybody. Uh, it's MJ, Scott, and Steven back with What's Your Fantasy? Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, hey, you guys. You guys doing okay? Scott, Steven? Doing great. Doing great. Great. Um, you guys didn't know. Everyone listened, but we actually coincidentally all just went to Vegas this past weekend, Labor Day weekend, of course. And so our icebreaker for the day is going to be our recommendations. Just one recommendation. Um, and for me, that's going to be Momofuku, which is an Asian restaurant and has a lot of inspiration from Korean uh, Korean fare. And what I got from there were, were the Asian pork belly buns. And oh my gosh, those things melted in your mouth and they were the most pristine things I've eaten in a while. So um, who's up next? I'll go. So... Uh, my recommendation for Vegas, and this is a pretty popular one, but it's the Bellagio Fountains. Uh, I've been to Vegas three times now. I've gone every single time. You spend so much money uh, doing all the other things, eating, gambling, going to shows. Uh, this is something you can do for free, so no money out of your pocket. Um, if you are a fan of pop culture and big blockbuster movies, you've probably seen Ocean's Eleven. After they knock off the casino, they all meet up at the Bellagio Fountains, and there's an iconic scene there with Claire de Lune playing in the background uh, where they all are watching the fountains and then walk off one by one. Um, I highly recommend going to see the Bellagio Fountains, and especially at night. Hey, you can't beat free. Yeah, the, the Bellagio Fountains definitely an honorable mention for me. Um, stayed for two songs, and it was absolutely beautiful. So definitely recommend doing that one or multiple nights if you go to Vegas. For me, it's got to be the Fremont Street experience. For those uh, who haven't been to Vegas, Fremont Street is a pedestrian walkway of sorts. Uh, it's covered. It's lined with casinos, restaurants, and bars. They have a zip line going across the street. They have concerts sometimes on weekend nights. It's got tons of activities and it's, it's just a great way to kind of uh, start your weekend or week in Vegas whenever you go. It's, it's not on the strip, so that is that's kind of maybe the negative if there is one for this choice but i highly recommend going to uh to fremont street like i said it's a it's just such a fun time and another i guess specific thing there is the circa casino which has a huge sports book most like amazing setup of tvs i've ever seen you got stadium seating tvs upon tvs there's got to be i don't know 50 tvs that are lining the walls that are humongous and i would love to go there for a football sunday just watch the game so uh, yeah, definitely recommend Fremont Street if you're headed to Vegas. I would add on to what Steven said there. Um, if, if you are a gambler or you just want to try, you know, your hand at blackjack <laughs> or roulette, uh, it's cheaper to do so on Fremont Street than it is on the Strip. Great advice um, and uh, great recommendations, everybody. Um, so our first segment today is going to have Scott in the lead. Um, Scott, go ahead and, uh, describe in the shadows for us. Yeah. So this is going to be a, a segment that we'll do occasionally and we title it in the shadows, uh, my call sign being shadow. So we like to, you know, come up with these names for our segments. Um, uh, 
This is specifically uh, our sleeper segment where uh, we've got our eyes on a couple of players that could pop potentially towards the end of this year or uh, in the future. Um, they're guys that if you're in a deeper league, like 12 teams plus, uh, you could stash on your bench now or at the very minimum, guys that you could put on your watch list uh, and, and just kind of monitor as the season progresses. And uh, the first of the two players we're going to look at tonight is George Pickens, who is a wide receiver uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, a rookie wide receiver. Uh, Pickens came out of the University of Georgia, was on the national championship team last year, uh, and he has just grown so much hype uh, in the offseason and in the preseason. Um, and uh, he's, he's currently starting with uh, Deontay Johnson and uh, Claypool. You guys got anything to add to George Pickens? Yeah, he, he's got that dog in him. <laughs> Short and sweet. Yeah, he's. Uh, I was sold the first catch of preseason. Uh, first time, I, you know, even being a big SEC fan, um, did not watch much Georgia. And uh, so, so, like I said, the first preseason game, I saw him just a monster of a guy. And like I said, from, from the first catch, I was sold. And Pittsburgh has historically killed it with receivers in the draft. Yeah. So they, uh, they have big things coming with, with Pickens for sure. And uh, yeah. yeah, we know there's – yeah, go ahead, Andy. Man, I've, I've been on Pickens, the hype train, for, for so long. Just because he's from uh, my wife's hometown, Hoover, I've seen the kid play as a high schooler where he was a man among men. Saw him dominate his freshman year in Georgia. He's just got one of my favorite part of a players is just the intangibles, and he has them. He has that extra grit you need, you know, that some players just don't ever, ever show. Um, man, he's a diamond in the rough. I can't wait to, can't wait to see him play. Yep. Couldn't agree with, uh, couldn't agree more with that. Super hyped up on George Pickens for this year, Ooh. and uh, definitely, yeah, I, I I got him on uh, my bench in a couple of twelve team leagues, and he's, I have a lot of shares of him too, man. Yeah, so. he's uh he's on my watch list elsewhere. Uh, so the second guy that you should be keeping an eye out for is Isaiah Likely. He is the tight end two for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, also a rookie. Um, and also has uh, gotten a lot of hype in the preseason. Uh, most recently, they have named him as the uh, most <laughs> the most likely player to be the third wide receiver on the team after, of course, Mark Andrews, uh, Rashad Bateman. Likely is expected to get the third most target share. Yeah, I'm not not nearly as sold on likely as as Pickens. Uh, not doubting the talent at all i think that that's there but i think the path to success is going to be a lot more difficult to navigate the uh i i really want nothing to do with the third best wide receiver on a baltimore ravens offense so that doesn't do much for me and i think we all know that mark andrews is the first or second best tight end in the nfl so again i think it's it's going to be hard to you know pass him up don't think that that'll happen anytime soon. And again, the talent's there. I think he's got a chance to to do well. I just don't think he'll necessarily have much fantasy relevance this year. Yeah, I 
I've been I've been on the likely train for a long time now here too. Long time, I say a couple months, but I initially made a trade uh, in our uh, dynasty league for him for Ty Ty Chandler, which I, I have a lot of belief in Ty Chandler too. But uh, I need tight ends, right? But this guy, this kid's a six four. 245 pounds. I mean, he's massive. Um, the biggest thing I was hoping for him to do is work on his um, blocking, which apparently he's been looking pretty good uh, in practice. But he's not the fastest tight end. That's what does make me worry a bit. Um, the tight ends I want are, you know, these freak athletes who run a sub 4-4. Four, four. Just that's what everyone wants, right? That extra step, the Kyle Pitts. But I think he's... I think he can build it as something special, and um, I absolutely love this pick as well. I just love both these picks. These are my guys. Cool. So uh, there you have it for In the Shadows for this week. Uh, we're going to move on now to our next segment, which is going to be led by MJ, uh, and we titled this segment, Can He Woo You? Thank you, Scott. Yeah, so... Woo, actually, because uh, my call sign MJ Wu AU, my middle name. Um, but we're looking at flexes for these guys. These guys are going to be uh, potentially showing up big for you, uh, giving you those that extra little push, get you over your opponent. Um, Who would like to start, actually? And and well, actually, before before we start, uh, the guys that uh, you do want stay in the flex dungeon where they are locked in forever. Well, actually, until the, the end of the week, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so does uh, anyone want to go ahead and kick it off? Yeah, so I'll go first. The, All right. uh, the guy I'm bringing into the Flex Dungeon is my man, Adam Thielen. I think we all know that he had a down year last year, but at the same time, he played two less games um, than he's ever played in his career. So I think he played 13 games last season before that 15 was the least number or the, the least he had played in the season. So almost a full season. So, uh, you know, with that, I, th I think, yes, he's getting older, but at the same time, receivers obviously have a lot longer lifespan in the NFL than say running backs do. So I think the ones due for a bounce back year. Jefferson is oh, yeah. obviously going to be killing it. But I think uh, Thielen in the slot is going to uh, to bounce back and, and do big things against the Packers this week. And the guy that I'm not bringing into the flex dungeon, who I want want to stay out far away, is Brees Hall. You guys know I don't don't love rookies, and Brees Hall even more so because he's on the New York Jets. So right now he's the 26th ranked running back on ESPN for the week. You know, again, so he's he's definitely on the lower side of your flex decisions uh, going against Baltimore. Again, I just, uh, you know, Zach Wilson has not been in the picture much. I don't trust running or rookie running backs, mm -hmm. uh, especially to begin with. So, you know, wait it out. I ho hope all the best. I hope he ends up being a, a great, a great running back. But I'm a, I'm a wait and see on, on Brees. Scott, what you got? Yeah, for me this week, I'm bringing Gabe Davis into the flex dungeon. Very uh, nice. So game one tomorrow night, Rams versus Bills. Uh, the line right now is minus two and a half for the Bills. I think the Bills are going to win by a field goal, so I think they're going to take the over on that. Uh, 
Um, and I think Gabe Davis is going to be a big part of that. I think the Rams defense is going to be locked in on Stephon Diggs and uh, Gabe Davis is going to get open at least once in the end zone. Um, and so if you have uh, Gabe Davis, I think he's an excellent choice uh, to put on your flex this week. Uh, the person that I am not bringing into the flex dungeon this week with me is Miles Sanders. And yeah. I unfortunately have him on one of my teams, and I'm, I'm debating whether or not to start him. Uh, options are not great. But uh, Miles Sanders, Philadelphia Eagles running back, uh, in a what's likely going to be a running back by committee backfield with Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, he's coming off a horrendous year of fantasy football in which he scored zero touchdowns. Um, Unfortunate. Do I think there's going to be uh, a positive uptick? I, I think it's inevitable. It's hard to repeat zero. I uh, wouldn't put it past him. But I don't feel comfortable going into week one with him being my flex. I want to see I want to see it. I want to see something happen, something more than last year. MJ? Yeah, a touchdown at least, right? One. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going back to wide receivers for this one. Um, I am picking, oh, I mean, dragging into my flex dungeon, Amon Ra, the sun god, St. Brown. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, listen, I'm on this hard knocks high, and I'm just, you know, I'm just incredibly impressed by all these guys, all these athletes are professionals. Um, but I just, I know from what I've been hearing in camp, uh, he's Jared Goff's safety blanket. Um, other than him, I mean, he didn't even list, I mean, he didn't say, TJ Hawkinson? No, not TJ Hawk. DeAndre Swift. He didn't even say DeAndre oh, yeah. Swift was his safety blanket, which blew my mind. Um, so Amon Ra, who just balled out last year, and I, the biggest thing people are, are arguing against that is a lot of his plays were kind of uh, the wide receiver screens, the short dump-offs, but that just means that this guy's a, a yak player, right? If he's able to make plays after the after the catch, I mean, that's, that's even more impressive to me than making a play down the field and getting all that necessary... Uh, separation so uh i'm super high on him i think he's going to do well against philly um my guy who i want to stay far away from my flex dungeon is juju smith schuster and that's only because well actually a couple of reasons right so his knee has been flaring up after practices he's actually had to have it drained after practices that does not i mean i mean that can't be good yeah yeah we haven't started we haven't even started the year, um, which is unfortunate for a guy who's so young and talented, right? But Patrick Mahomes today said that, well, he apologized to the fantasy world and said that the offense is going to be a lot more spread out than we think it is, right? And that's coming from the uh, starting quarterback and Patrick Mahomes, who's uh, you know a generational talent himself. He's not going to be making things up, not coming from the coach. I don't trust the coach usually, but a player, if a player says something, outright like like that in his offense yeah i i really think about that so that's gonna be my my fade from the flex dungeon so mj for our listeners out there what wide receiver oh, yeah. would you feel comfortable going with uh on the chiefs right now uh wide receiver specifically not travis kelsey that is a great question i would actually the thing is, MVS is such a long ball player, right? And I think Juju actually performs uh, performs better 
in the slot um, until Chase Claypool came took over that position from him in Pittsburgh, and I really think that's why his production went down. And I would go MVS just because of the the big bang, just that touchdown threat. Mahomes can throw the deep ball. I mean, not saying Rodgers didn't. MVS, you know, just struggled last year. He's been looking good in camp. I would I would 100% pick up MVS up until I see Sky Moore start picking it up a little bit. Not really been high on McCall Hardman either. I mean, the dude's had his chances. So, Okay. Steven, you got anything to add to any of that? I just want to go back to the guy that uh, MJ brought into the Flex Dungeon. I'm honoring St. Brown. If you haven't watched Hard Knocks, definitely do it. But this is just such a guy to love. Like he's seems so humble, great. Seems like a great family guy. Uh, and, I, yeah, especially when he listed all those all the wide receivers. Uh, that was so him. impressive. So yeah. you know, you know, he's smart, and you know, he's hungry too. That that stuff is. Yeah, he he is not he's not letting last year got he has not let last year get to get to his head. Um, like I said, he's he's down to earth. He wants to to do well, and I am hundred uh, percent behind this guy, and I want him to want him to blow up. So, um, yeah, just like I said, just wanted to tack on to to that big fan of him. Right, and those are all traits that you're kind of you know born with. You're not coached like they can't oh, really yeah. be coached, and so that's that's you know you hope you have a lot of players like that. Cool, well, great uh, segment. Yeah, absolutely, great segment uh, so far, everybody. We're actually going to go ahead and shift into our next one on the clock, and we're having Steven, SES Fun Train, host this one. Yeah, let's get to it, guys. So on the clock is one of our recurring segments. Um, I'm going to give Scott and MJ each a topic or a discussion piece, and we'll uh, give them, like I said, 30 seconds to, to chat and see what they can spit out in that short amount of time. And... Go from there. Two-y. <laughs> um, All right, Scott, who are you feeling? You want to go first, or are you going to feeling confident? Yeah, let's do it. Bring it on. All right, Scott, so here is your question or discussion piece to pose. So right now, Trey Lance, for the week one, ranked number 12 for quarterbacks on ESPN. Matthew Stafford is ranked 13. Trey Lance going against the Chicago Bears away in Chicago. Stafford at home, of course, against Buffalo tomorrow night. Who are you rolling out week one if you have both of these guys on your team? And we'll put you on the clock in three, two, one, go. If I have both these guys on my team, I think uh, based on the matchup alone, I'm going to roll with Trey Lance. Um, I think there's more upside there. Um, I think he's going to get a lot of fantasy points with his legs especially. Um, I, I do love my boy Sta- uh, Stafford, and I think they're going to be playing from behind, so that'll help him. But between those two, week one, I'm going to roll with Trey Lance. All right, so going for the upside, hoping for the best. Agree that the matchup against the Bears is is one that we hope he can feast on, and I mm. guess we'll wait and see. MJ, are you ready for yours? Yep, doing a little couple stretches. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Well, staying, uh, staying on the, the topic of playing at the Bears, um, I know you are a big Bears guy yourself. Yes. Um, right now for week one, Darnell Mooney, the number 26th ranked wide receiver on ESPN, and my guy, David Montgomery, the number 20 ranked running back for ESPN. So assuming that you have 
two better wide receivers than Mooney and two better running backs than Montgomery in your starting lineup, which of these two bears between Mooney and Montgomery are you putting in your flex spot for week one? And we'll take it three, two, one, go. Uh, 100% Mooney, right? I mean, I cannot believe you asked me this question because you know how I feel about your boy, your boy, Montgomery. But <laughs> Mooney's going to dominate the, uh, dominate these receptions, these targets. He's a monster, and I'm so excited for, for his year three breakout. He's going to eat it up, and I don't think he has any bad matchup. All right. You just you just can't give my guy, David Montgomery, any love. I get it. You know, I was so get... appalled. I was so appalled that you threw him in there. I should have expected it. I, I lost <laughs> I, I lost several seconds in front of my sec of that my reply because I was so shocked. I thought you may have come <laughs> around. But uh we'll uh we'll see. I like uh I, I just realized that these guys have the same initials with uh DMDM. So oh, wow. I'm, I'm hoping for uh big years with uh, oh with wow Montgomery. Yeah. Imagine the marketing DM squared if only Montgomery DM was relevant, squared. right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for him I mean, to pop off. I, I would like to say <laughs> Between those two, week one, you don't know what's going to happen with that Bears offense. I, I think I would actually go with Montgomery just because running backs are guaranteed touches and wide receivers aren't. I think for that reason alone, going into week one, I would take Montgomery. But Do you I, know my retort to that? Is I know. San Francisco's strongest part of their, their defense are their linebackers in line. Their weak spot are, are the cornerbacks and the safeties. So... Also, let me let me just add that I actually have both of these players in the 10-team league that we play in together and I'm deciding between the two, so I appreciate the uh the feedback that you've that you've given me on this. Hey, they played last year and actually what's been replaying has been Fields like I think it was a 25 or 7-yard scramble touchdown, which was I mean, crazy play. Um so well, I mean, we'll see. I think we spent maybe a little too much time talking about the Chicago Bears. So let's go ahead and move on to our next segment, which Fair. is another one of our recurring ones. Uh, and that's MFK, Mary Field or Kill. If you're not familiar with the segment, take a listen to one of our previous episodes. We have a lot of fun with it. But basically, we're going to choose three players, uh, throw them out to the other guys and uh, see which one of the three that they want to, to marry, that they want to put in their lineup, stick with them for the long run. Uh, Phil trades with is the, the other option. Um, who do you think, who do you like a lot, but you don't necessarily need to keep them on your team. And then kill, it just means you don't want the player on your team or obviously the other two players may just be better. So he's kind of the one that you got to cut. So that's MFK. I'll go ahead and uh, and start with throwing out my guys to you two. Um, okay. MJ, we'll let you go first since Scott took the on-the-clock item first. All right. My three players are three guys from the 2020 draft, all second-round picks. And these guys are Michael Pittman, Jalen Hurts, and A.J. Dillon. What a round. <laughs> Oh gosh, I wow! I love I love seeing good names. So I'll go ahead and start out by killing AJ Dillon. I love the guy, but if we're if we're basing things off of in a vacuum, I'm going for the ceiling. Right, that's where we're all go. going with. There we go. So my two hard decisions here is Michael Pittman, who's going to be eating up all these receptions over at Indianapolis, 
or Jalen freaking hurts. Who's I have been super high on an AJ Brown about, about having an amazing year. I will have to, and here's what I'll do. I'm going to marry Michael Pittman jr. And I'm going to field Jalen hurts because, because Pittman's young. He's going to have plenty of play time. Yep. Yes. Jalen hurts is young. I am a little bit not as convinced about Jalen Hurts' long time, long term value compared to Pittman Jr., which is why I'm going to be fielding him. I like it. I like it. I'll, I'll wait to, to for Scott to respond to give my two cents. So, Scott, what do you got? I uh, actually almost agree with you this time, um, but I, I'm going to change two of them up. Uh, first off, if uh, freaking is not Jalen's middle name, I think he should legally change it to be so. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to marry Jalen Hurts. Um, whether it's this year in a dynasty league in a super flex, give me Jalen hurts. I don't think last year was a fluke. Um, dude is for real. He's got awesome weapons around him. Um, love him this year. Love him moving forward. Uh, I would fill mm-hmm. um, wide receiver one with, uh, Matt Ryan at the helm. Now, um, I think, Long term, he's actually more the risk because we don't know how long Matt Ryan's going to be there, and we don't know who's going to come in and replace him. And if it's somebody weaker than Matt Ryan, uh, that that automatically hurts Pittman's value right off the bat. Um, I like Pittman a lot this year. I think he'll be good for the next two, three years. Uh, but give me Hurts over over Pittman. I'm going to fill trades for Pittman, and uh, I would also kill Dylan. Um, just been a lot of hype for him in this off season. Uh, he's the one A to uh Aaron Jones is 1A which whatever that means but mm. uh <laughs> I, I don't know he's he's still the backup running back on Green Bay like I think he's going to be great this year but give me the other two uh I would have to kill AJ Dillon Yeah no I, I think you guys both brought up really good points I I'm, I'm siding with MJ on this one I I agree completely with with your MFK with Pittman marrying building Hurts and killing Dillon with with Pittman again, wide receivers much longer lifespan than running backs, and I think he's got the highest floor of the guys. I, again, regardless of who the quarterback's going to be, he's going to be an indie for a while, or he's going to get traded and continue producing. So I like to keep him for the long run. Jalen Hurts, I love the guy, but I'm also not confident that the Eagles are completely sold on him. I hope they are. I hope he continues to produce this year, but because of the uncertainty there, I'm going to fill trades. And then for AJ Dillon, I think it says a lot that both of you guys killed him. So I know you both are huge on him this year, but I think that just speaks to the other two guys in the mix here. And absolutely, uh, man, what an impressive, just take a look at the other guys that were in this second round of the 2020 draft, J.K. Dobbins, another huge name, Cam Akers. Um, crazy the amount of amount of guys that came out of that round and makes me, you know, second second guess my doubting of rookies. But we'll uh, we'll leave that for, uh-huh. for another show. Um, but we'll turn it over to Scott, who you got for your Steve, MFK. Real, real quick, real quick, if it was a super flex, do you switch it up and go Hertz over Pittman this year or Dynasty? Yeah. No, no. Okay. yes, absolutely. I flip. Okay. If it was a super right. flex, absolutely. Yeah. I, I for, for me, it's, it's the same reasoning and that the fact that hurts, there's, there's uncertainty there and, and Pittman I'm going to have for possibly 10 more years where 
Hurts, again, he's a running quarterback, so his his time is going to be limited from that perspective. You know, how many running quarterbacks have we seen have a longevity of more than, what, five years? I can't think of too many off the top of my head. You know, your likes of Cam Newton, Michael Vick, which Michael Vick, for other reasons, maybe had kind of his uh, – time cut short but I, I don't know i just don't think that the history is 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 there for for running quarterbacks and, and again love the guy i think he's gonna be great over the next few years but because of the uncertainty i'm taking Pittman. all right uh I respect that uh so my mfk for the week uh i've got three 27 year old running backs all going into their sixth year in the league all three down backs on their teams your choices are James Conner, Leonard Fournette, and Alvin Kamara. Who wants to go first? Oh, this is a runaway. This, for yeah, me. yeah, this is easy. Yeah, easy. Uh, let's let's do rap, rapid rapid yeah, second yeah, Steven, here. You got it. You got it, baby. Uh, Alvin Kamara, marrying him, taking him to the altar. Let's go back to Vegas, get married. He's the man. I mean, pass catcher does it all in New Orleans. He's got a chance of being suspended, may probably next year. But I'm completely ignoring that, especially for this year. Give me Alvin Kamara. Love him. Uh, going to field trades for James Conner. He is going to dominate touchdown red zone touches um, for the Arizona Cardinals. I think he – obviously it's going to be difficult to replicate his production in the end zone from last year. But I still think he is the guy with limited competition. He does not have a Chase Edmonds there behind him or mm -hmm. there with him um, neck and neck. So give me James Conner all day. And I am killing Leonard Fournette. I don't know what it is, but I just cannot get on the Fournette train. It's just, I think it's because he's just not a fun player to watch. He moves like a slug. He got it done last year, but he, uh, he just is not an exciting player to, to watch for me. I don't love the fact that the offensive line is broken up in Tampa Bay. That's going to hurt a lot. And yeah, like I said, I think just compared to the other two guys, um, I'm going to have to unfortunately kill my boy Leonard. MJ? Well, you had me for the first half. I, I ain't going to lie, Stephen. I was agreeing up to you for a certain point. I will absolutely kill James Conner. I know that he has less competition. I just, I know. I just, I just know how stacked that wide receiver room is now. Um, and I just feel like they'll definitely eat a lot more targets. I feel like Rondale Moore actually is going to creep up on that target, uh, on that touchdown share, believe it or not. I think I'm pretty sure they mentioned, uh, some jet putting him, Yeah. A ton of gadget plays. Um, now I will absolutely marry Kamara. He, of course, last year, I think was a complete wash. People have been, you know, a lot of what they say is like he career low for, uh, I think yards per attempt, but listen, after Winston was injured, nobody had to, no one had to prep for our saints passing game. Right. I mean, they didn't even have a, any notable wide receivers. I mean, any star wide receivers. And now look, Michael Thomas is back. Um, Olave Landry. I mean, they're stacked. Now defenses are going to have to respect the pass. I think Kamara is just going to eat it up. He's just going to have a, a crazy good year. So I'm going to marry him. And then I'm going to field um, Fournette, who 
yes, he looks like a slug, and yeah, maybe a little clunky. But what's going to happen is he's going to have to be out there to protect Brady. And if Brady is continually getting smoked or getting not not necessarily smoked, but gas up the middle from all these blitzes, they're going to run screenplays. They're gonna they're gonna immediately dump it off to Fournette. I mean, he's just gonna eat it up again this year. Listen, he's gotta he's gotta eat like Zeke. He's gotta gain out those pounds he shed off when he gained them for preseason, <laughs> you know. So I'm absolutely fielding Fournette. Hey man, if we're talking about a crowded wide receiver room, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, Ooh. Russell Gage, I think I think they might be taking some more targets than the Arizona guys. So <laughs> possibly, <laughs> possibly, but. But I think I think the cards have a better line, and I think I mean oh, that's you know no doubt no doubt I just they've lost yeah I think I think the line works in Fournette's favor. Okay. I really do. I think it does. Yeah. So I, I chose these three guys because I have a share of all of them across four leagues. I've got a share of Connor, a share of Kamara, and two shares of Fournette. Um, I would have to agree with marrying Kamara. I do. I'm glad Stephen brought up the point of the suspension because I think that's where a lot of the hesitation was for people, especially drafting this year, and why his ADP was so low. Um, Shefty, who you, you just gotta trust his knowledge. Uh, he said the suspension is not likely to happen in 2023. It's likely to happen in 2024. Um, still, you know, it makes me a little nervous because I definitely think uh, it's a real possibility that he could get suspended, you know, and, and it, it could happen this year, you know, just because Jeffy says it's not going to, doesn't mean it's not. Um, but I don't think it will. And I think I would definitely marry Kamara. Um, for me, Connor and Fournette are a toss up. Um, I think they both have really weak offensive lines. Uh, the Cardinals offensive line is not great either. Uh, they both have really good wide receivers on that team, uh, on their respective teams. And uh, they both have uh, some injury history as well. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for the best. I, I think there's going to be a regression from both based on last year's performance because last year they both were just, you know, on a different planet. Um, but I, I feel comfortable with them being mm -hmm. my uh, running back twos. Um, and Fournette's my running back one in one league. But I, if they're your running back two, I think you should definitely feel comfortable with with those two. Yeah, without a doubt, if they're your, if they're your two, then you're in a good spot. Um, cool. uh, move on okay, to I'm guessing we're going to go ahead. Yeah, yeah, Let's. See. I'll go ahead and move on to me. Um, I'm giving you guys actually something decent this week. I know you guys have been off the walls of my picks. I actually re-listed the episode two when I was like, I'll give you something spicy, and then I listed the Packers. And you it guys was mild at best, MJ. <laughs> okay. So this one's actually pretty good. I'm I, actually pretty happy with this selection. Um, I'm going passing down backs for this one, okay? So I'm going J.D. McKissick, Naeem Hines, and which might be a runaway, Tony Pollard. I'll go ahead and take this. I think it is a runaway. Okay, Scott. Uh, and I'm going right. to go, yeah, I'm going to go in the reverse order that you said them. I'm going to marry uh, Pollard all day. Dallas All Cowboys right. buys aside. Um, I think he has standalone value besides just being Zeke's uh, number two and being a passing down back because Zeke can catch the ball too. I think there's going to be Dallas Cowboys sets this year with both running backs on the field. Um, I would not put it out of the realm of possibility 
that Pollard could be the uh, number two in target shares on that offense this year behind my boy CD Lamb. Let's ride. Uh, yeah, That's I'm right. all in on Pollard this year. I tried to get him in multiple leagues, and he was sniped one or two picks before it was my turn to grab him uh, in every single one. Very upset about that. Uh, we'll wow. have a share of Pollard and don't have a single share. Um, I do, however, have two shares of Naheem Hines. Uh, I believe the preseason hype that they're trying to get him more targets this year. I think they're going to try and lighten the load on uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I think Hines is going to get a lot of looks this year in the passing game. Um, and I think the Indianapolis offense just as a whole is going to be better than the Washington offense, which is why uh, I'm going to kill McKissick. Uh, before um, Brian Johnson, uh, sorry, Brian Robinson uh, got, got shot, which, you know, uh, thoughts and prayers out to him, uh, quick recovery. Uh, that backfield was a mess as far as uh, fantasy relevance goes. Uh, I think, you know, Brian Robinson was looked at as the number one with McKissick being the passing down guy. Uh, with Antonio Gibson thrown in the mix here and there, I kind of just want to avoid the Washington backfield in general this year. Um, and yeah, I'm killing the kiss of those three. Okay. Well, Steve-O? Yeah, so I'm gonna gonna marry Tony the Tiger as well. Tony Pollard. <laughs> he uh, agreed that he's gonna have some standalone flex value some weeks. Mike McCarthy says that they're a tandem, Pollard and Zeke. Think he's going to have some value in the past game and yeah again i think just such a talented guy and mm-hmm. if, if zeke ever went down that's you know easily a top five top 10 running back that you can put in your lineup so definitely going to marry pollard all day going to switch it up from scott here and phil jd mckissick for the reasoning that kind of scott spoke about um again with the unfortunate circumstances with brian robinson and again thinking about him and his family, wishing all the best with the recovery. You know, Gibson almost became the number two running back before that happened. And I think with that, McKissick is extremely valued by Washington. He almost went to Buffalo, but because, uh-huh. but, but Washington didn't want to let them go. So they, they really value this guy. He had a ton of, I want to say, it was either last year or the year before, a ton of value, especially in PPR leagues. I think he's going to be a part of the passing game. I think he's going to, again, Washington's going to be playing from behind a lot. I think most people have a ranked as a bottom three team in the league. So I think McKissick's going to have a ton of value. And I think he may be as likely to start in a flex position week to week as, as Tony Pollard. So I'm a, I'm actually pretty high on J.D. McKissick right now. Naeem Hines, great guy. I think he's super talented as well. I just, obviously we know who Jonathan Taylor is, what he's going to do for that Colts offense. And I just think that Hines will be less involved and we'll have, there's, there's just going to be less to go around with him. And I don't necessarily think that Colts will be playing from behind as much as the commanders will be. And, and for that reason, I'm going to unfortunately have to kill Naheem. Naheem. <laughs> Great points, everybody. Um, Great. I, I was hoping someone's going to catch that about uh, J.D. McKissick. Yeah, I mean, who you, are, do you think they're really going to trust Antonio Gibson right off the bat again? Absolutely I mean, not. Now, I don't think McKissick's a great 
in between the trenches runner by Agreed. any means. Agreed. Yeah, like we, you know, what we made, but who knows? I mean, I think he could catch a lot of passes in the slot if he really has to, or he's a pretty decent pass protector too, right? Um, great points, everybody. I'm super high on Tony Pollard too. Um, and I actually have a share of all three of these guys on across multiple leagues because um, mm-hmm. I, I love them receiving backs. Um, one little extra question here. Who do you guys have uh, winning Super Bowl? I got Buffalo, which I know is about as cold as a take as you can have right now. But yeah. I think some say best defense in the league, best offense in the league. How can you go against Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs? I just there's there's every they were they were so close last year that the game you, if he had the ball, I think uh in, in overtime, the, the Bills would have gone to the at least the AFC Championship, if not the Super Bowl from there. But, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm definitely all in on the Bills this year. I think they also have a much easier path to at least the playoffs easily than the other AFC teams. And, yeah, definitely all, all in on the Bills this year. Yeah. Scott? I, I second that. I know it's a boring take. Um, Man, you guys are consensus, huh? Yeah, we actually we actually agree on something. So Stephen and I uh, <laughs> recently made our picks for the playoff teams and for the Super Bowl, and uh, surprisingly enough, uh, this is without looking at each other, consulting with each other. We picked thirteen of fourteen teams to make the playoff that are that are the same. Shocking. Um, yeah, I am actually pretty amazed. I'll run down that real quick. So uh, in the AFC, uh, we both had the Bills. Bengals, Colts, Chiefs, Broncos, and Ravens, with our only differing opinion being I've got the Chargers and he's got the Raiders, uh, both of our five seeds, actually. Uh, And we picked the same seven teams in the NFC, Cowboys, Packers, Buccaneers, Rams, Cardinals, Eagles, Vikings. Not in that order, necessarily. Um, Our our seeds do differ a little bit. but our okay. only differing playoff team is Chargers versus Raiders, which I think there's going to be, we both think there's going to be three teams out of the AFC West. It's going to be the best team in football this year. Uh, I wouldn't put it out of their own possibility for all four of them to make the playoffs. That would mean that the Ravens wouldn't, in my opinion, but um, I think Ravens would be the first team out of the seven that I picked. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, and then Steven had Bills versus Bucks, picking the Bills to win in the Super Bowl. And I had Bills versus Packers. I, I wanted to go Bills versus Cowboys, biasly. I just, if I wish something like that, I know it's not going to happen. So uh, I went Bills versus Packers, and uh, I think the Bills are going to win. And we both picked Josh Allen to win MVP this year as well. We are all in on the Bills and the Bills hype. Dang. You guys, well, I mean, I'm. Listen, I'm wearing my Bill, my Josh Allen Bills jersey tomorrow to work. So, I mean, I'm part of the Bills hype too. Love Josh Allen and the entire organization. Um, I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl this year. Um, mainly because I'm part of this huge hype train right now uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think... I think... For those that are listening, Scott and I just raised our eyebrows to the moon through the I just roof. Wanted, wanted to express that. Listen, I think the Bills are great, but I, I think Philadelphia has made the quietest changes. Nobody, I, I, I mean, I think they're primed to be very successful. Easiest schedule in the league. 
one of, if not the best lines in the league. Um, they completely revamped the defense through the draft, also also through the free agent market. Um, they're going to be a sleeper. I think they're going to be... Uh, I think Jalen Hurts takes a huge step. A.J. Brown pushes him over the edge. It's going to be crazy. That's, I mean... So you got talking about a scolding hot take. That's a yeah, yeah. You want to yeah, yeah, yeah. There's my first hot hot take. Truly hot take. Uh, I think it's time for a fourth side bet. <laughs> oh no! Listen, no, you cannot make a bet. Not fantasy like, implications here. Um, All right, you're, you're so hyped. Let me, on how about it. this? Let me this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know exactly what I'm about to say. How about, AJ Brown. Um, no, 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 no. Uh, how about QBs? Between Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen? Better better finish. I'll, I'll, that's a hot That's a hot side bet. I think Jalen Hurts has it to be number one. But I won't make that bet. I'll say higher. I'll, I'll make a bet, side bet on uh, higher finish than 80, on uh, total points. I don't feel strongly either way, so I'll let Scott take that one. So you're saying that you would take Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts over Josh Allen for most fa- total fantasy points this year. J- Jalen Hurts, I think Jalen Hurts is going to com- is going to outscore Josh Allen this year. I will take that side bet. Josh Allen is scoring more fantasy points than Jalen Hurts. I will gladly. But Steven, take you're out that. of the side bet. Yeah, I'm. I uh, I can see the the path to number one with Jalen Hurts easily. So. I yeah. hope you're right, MJ, because I have a share of Hertz and I have no shares of Allen, but I am afraid you're way wrong, my friend. I have I actually have shares of both, but I I'm just so bored the Philly train. I've been keeping up with them. I I Jalen's such a great guy. He looked impressive in the preseason. Uh, we'll see. I wanted a hot take, and that's the that's the one hot take I feel really strongly about. All right, everybody. Great segment. Um, so we're going to introduce something new. That's going to be Jukebox, and uh, Steven's going to be heading this segment. Yeah, guys. So we like to throw in some fun music into the podcast, especially with the name being What's Your Fantasy for those who are Luda fans. But uh, this is going to be a segment where we compare some songs that are on the Billboard Hot 100 or Spotify, Today's Top Hits. And based on the song title, compare that to a player that comes to mind. So the first one that we're going to start off with for MJ is About Damn Time for by Lizzo. So MJ, who's a player who either they're pretty new in the league and, you know, they haven't necessarily done a whole lot yet. So it's about damn time that they do something or uh-huh. a player who's been in the league for a long time and about the same time they, they do something or they're going to be fantasy irrelevant. Either one of those. Okay. So year two, Javante Williams, listen, listen, buddy. It's about damn, t- about damn time already. It's about damn time. You got to show up. Melvin Gordon said to himself in, in preseason training camp, he said the, the coaches want him to be the guy. It's time to be the guy. It's about damn time, baby. Let's ride. I like it. <laughs> there it is. Um, <laughs> so then we'll uh, we'll move on to our next song. We got "I Ain't Worried," which is from the wonderful motion picture Top Gun Maverick uh, by <laughs> One Republic. Great and movie. Uh, 
Yeah, wonderful movie. And uh, so yeah, Scott. So the song is "I Ain't Worried." Who's a player that you have in in one of one of your fantasy teams that not a lot of people are high on, but but you're not worried about them. Easy. My dynasty QB one, Matt Stafford. All this talk about his elbow and how it's going to drag him down. He's had the same injury in the past. He fights through it. Matthew Stafford is is a man that can play through in, injuries. Uh, I don't think the injury is going to slow him down this year. I ain't worried. Another good one. We'll see right. what Matty Stafford can do Thursday night against the Bills. And lastly, MJ, we got a song made popular from the hit series Stranger Things, and that is Running Up That Hill. And oh, baby. This is, uh, for this, we'll say a running back that maybe has a difficult path to a top 10 finish, but you see the talent there and think he could do it. Listen, this, this was extremely easy to me because I, in my head, I have one guy who's always consistently a great running back. I've a player I've had in the past and that's Nick Chubb, right? I think what, well, I don't think what limits him is, well, the game situations, I think they're behind a lot and they can't afford to run, but the game script this year, I just really don't trust Jacob, Jacoby Brissett sending under center. They're going to have to run. And I think earlier one, uh, before this episode, we were, me and Scott and Stephen were talking and they were talking about how Derrick Henry is such a monster. Yeah. But if you're, if you're getting close to 30, 30 rush attempts a game, I'd surely hope you're going to be pushing these massive numbers. Right. And of course he's a freak of nature. Right. But Nick Chubb's going to get that volume this year. I mean, they're shipping out the potential of, uh, you know, getting Kareem Hunt traded. What? Like, <laughs> I think that even ups his value more. So Nick Chubb is going to be running up the hill up into wider uh, running back 10 position. I like it. Yeah, they're going to be leaving, leaning heavily on Chubb, especially the, the first 11 weeks of the season before Watson gets back. So definitely like your choice there. So, so yeah, that is our newest segment jukebox which will hopefully be a recurring one for us and tell us what you think yeah great thank you steven um overall uh great episode you guys uh are we excited about the game tomorrow this the nfl season starts it's here let's go could not be let's more ride. excited let's ride baby i'm wearing my 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 josh allen jersey tomorrow i am hyped i am ready for this um Everybody, thank you so much for listening to our episode. Uh, gosh, we've been loving loving this so far. We can't wait to do this during the actual season, too. If you get a chance, uh, leave us a review. Leave us a like. And until next time, we're What's Your Fantasy? Fantasy Football Podcast. See you guys. Thanks, guys. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby.